It's time to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. The stunning HyperX Quadcast S features dynamic, customizable RGB lighting, a convenient tap to mute sensor, and four selectable polar patterns. So we can broadcast crystal clear audio, whether you're gaming, streaming, podcasting, or impressing your remote colleagues and classmates. So what are you waiting for? Join the Quad Squad and tap in today with the HyperX Quadcast S microphone. Hi there, it's me, Mark. No Ryan today. This is just a little short intro to this week's episode, which is a little bit different from usual. So as you know, we have a Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash watching friends that we launched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, basically, we do the whole Watching Friends podcast for free, and it will always be free to you, so no worries there. But we do want to do some more things. So we do want to be able to afford a third mic uh, so we can have guests on. We want to do some bonus episodes uh, looking at Friends Fest and Friends Merch and, you know, just, just all sorts of things, really. Um, and this podcast isn't free for us to make. We do have to pay out our own money to, to host it and other things. So we're hoping that the Patreon will be a way for people who want to and can support us to enable us to do even more stuff, really. So with that in mind, uh, every month there is going to be an extra bonus episode, at least one bonus episode, if not more, uh, exclusive to uh, subscribers on Patreon. And we are already uh, releasing those now. And we have released our first episode of Joey, which was very interesting to to rewatch again and we're going to go through every single episode of joey and that'll be exclusive to patron and we are also doing other random episodes and this is one of those so this is the episode about james michael tyler aka gumfer where we basically look back on the history of the character uh he's like top 10 hits uh and just just other stuff about james himself as well really and it's just me and ryan just chatting um about our thoughts and feelings of, of everything about the character and about James. And we thought it'd be fun to release this for free to everyone. And we really hope you enjoy it. If you do subscribe to our Patreon feed, there is a advert-free version on that, as well as all our other episodes. They're going to be ad-free on the Patreon as well. Uh, so, you know, worth subscribing just for that bonus. But we're also going to put loads of other content on there. And basically, we want you to get involved on our Patreon by, you know, telling us what you want to hear from us and what episodes you want to know. So we've got lots of ideas in mind. So we have already recorded one where we do a pros and cons list of every character based on what Russ did for Rachel. And we want to do other things like uh, filming of us playing some of the Friends games, like the Wicked Wengo game. They, they actually release that as a real game. And we want to do some more content like that. But as I say, every month there'll be at least one extra bonus episode, if not more. Uh, we really could do with your support to enable us to, to buy a third mic, as I said, and to be able to do other stuff. Um, but like I say, the, the, the regular content will stay free forever. And um, yeah, that's basically it, really. So I hope you enjoy this slightly different episode from normal. Uh, we'll be, be back next week with the regular episodes. And obviously you can check out the bonus content on patreon.com forward slash watching friends. I think I've said that enough now. Uh, let's get on with the show. You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network.
Hi there, and welcome to our very first patron-exclusive bonus episode. Ooh, it's exciting. Yeah, so every month we're going to do at least one bonus episode for all you patrons out there, so I, hopefully someone's listening to this as, as we record this before <laughs> we've even launched the patron. Um, you know, so I, I do hope someone listens to this, but we're going to do this episode on uh, Gumpfer, a.k.a. James Michael Tyler. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, who sadly passed away uh, as of this recording um, a few weeks ago. Now, we, I, I wanted to do an episode that was a bit more timely at the time, but it, it kind of got away from us, really. It did. I mean, and also there's the, there's the obviously, Gunther and James Michael Tyler as an actor and a person in the context of Friends and what the show and the characters mean to us. Obviously, had a, his death had a big impact and passing a big impact on us, I guess, as a pop cultural society. Yeah. But at the same time, there's also balancing that with respect of how soon was too soon and is it, uh, is it adequate to do it now? Have we waited long enough? And then it kind of just rolled into this in the end. Well, I, I guess that kind of ties into what our bonus episodes are going to be. So they're, they're going to be sort of random. I know one of them is going to definitely be us uh, doing uh, basically watching Friends, but episodes. So by that, I mean the TV show Episodes starring uh, Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Where he's where he plays himself, and there's there's so many Friends references in there, like because he's playing himself as he's like finished filming Friends, and he has a new job trying to do a new TV show, which is a British TV show. They take over to America, and obviously butcher like they do with most British TV shows. Yep, uh, he he plays like a a slightly alternate reality version of himself, where he's actually quite like a a horrible person in a way. It's going to um, be interesting because I've not seen any of episodes. So yeah, it's going to be quite fun seeing my first time reactions. It is very funny. And so we will definitely be doing that in future, going through every episode of episodes. It's the experience of watching <laughs> yeah. Friends episodes. episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we'll also be doing random stuff like this where we just pick a character, talk about them, or pick a, a theme and talk about that, uh, do quizzes and all sorts of fun little, little things like that. So we can stretch it for an hour of Mattress King. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, right? Uh, so for this one, I think it's, it is rather timely to, to talk about Gunther. We would have spoke, spoken about him, I think, fairly fairly early on. Uh, he, he's like a, a low-key favourite of mine, character-wise. Yeah, I think everyone loves a bit of Gunther. Yeah, definitely. He, he, like, you know, he's, he's the, the seventh friend, isn't he? He's, I think, like, well, I mean, obviously your main relationship to Gunther is his infatuation slash unrequited love with Rachel. Yep. Um, and I think... Somehow, James Michael Tyler and the way they wrote him and the way he was performed made it comical and entertaining. At no point did he feel like predatory or skeezy. He just felt a bit hopeless. Yes, so yeah, yeah. He, he, you could tell like he needed a wingman just to to calm him down a bit. I guess. Yeah, but he was. I guess because he was just like, so inept at trying to woo Rachel that it didn't ever bug you. You were just kind of like, no, good for Yeah, <laughs> it made him lovable somehow. Well, especially as he appeared in 185 episodes. And it's funny, as I bring up this fact, you click on any website and they go, he was in 90 episodes, he was in 102. And it's like, how difficult is it to you figure out how many episodes Gump has been in? Like, yeah. someone must have written that somewhere at some point. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess people's first reaction would be go to IMDb and look at how many he's credited in. Yeah. But then he wasn't Gunther until, like, what, season two? No, he, he was just, like, coffee guy. Background man. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, you know. All you would have to do really is look at IMDb, check the credited appearances from season two, and then watch season one and count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much right. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's a good starting point for us. So, uh, Gumpfer originally was hired because he was the only guy who could work the coffee machine uh, because he, you know, had a, 
a background where he had previously worked as a barista. I mean, and it makes a lot of sense, you know, actor trying to find jobs has the, to do waitressing slash coffee shop work in the background. The funny thing is, though, he never actually made coffee on set because the, the coffee machine is quite loud. If you've ever been in a coffee shop, you know, you know how loud those machines are. True. Uh, so it was never turned on. So he's always just in the background kind of pretending to make coffee or whatever. But he's never literally made coffee. So they hired him for that, for that reason. <laughs> he never, and he never did it. I mean, it must be surreal acting... Pretending to do something you can do. Like, it's really difficult to, to like, mime along with a guitar because you know what it should sound like when you should be playing it and you're well, not actually playing it. I like watching the people in the background having conversations where I'm like, are they actually, like, whispering to each other quietly or are they just doing the mouth movement? Just mouth movements. <laughs> it's great when you see, like, behind-the-scenes thing and there's someone, like, a table over just, like, miming their mouth along. Yep. And I'm like, I'd start laughing. If we were sat opposite <laughs> each other for 10 minutes while, I don't know, Monica and Chandler are having an argument, I'd be good. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think it would start fairly normal with you mouthing and then you'd get more exaggerated just to like take the mick a bit, I guess. And then it would just kind of explode, wouldn't it? I feel like I'm overacting yes. because I'm not making any sounds. So I'd be like, looking like Pac-Man in the background. So, yeah, he originally came in like in the first series and never said a word. Didn't say his first word till series two. And, you know, originally he, he wasn't really meant to be like a, a party. He was just meant to be background actor. Like, you have to have some people there. Like, I, I'm guessing Terry, the owner, Ugh. was meant to be more, I guess, the actor that, that came in and spoke. I don't like Terry. No, he's, he's, he's only in two episodes and he's horrible in both of them, he's isn't horrible. he? I mean, we'll get, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this, if you've listened to our current episodes, I'd have rather rant about Terry or not. But yeah, if you have... You've heard my rant about Terry, and if you haven't, go listen, because you hear my rant yeah, about Terry. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of weird, especially as they were also discussing at one point Gunther uh, basically being like a father figure to, to the guys, which doesn't tie in to their story of how he got hired as Gunther, just background bloke. No, and then he doesn't... Like, if anyone was going to be a father figure in the show, Tom Selleck, like... Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the idea was probably before they hired a Gunther or whatever, like... I, I get, I get the idea. It's the same way in The Simpsons. Uh, they wanted to do a spin-off with Auto, the the bus driver. Yeah. They, they thought like that as a character was great spin-off material, like the Auto Show. Where what he, would what would I do? Would I, he just be... uh, well, he's he's a one-note character. He's the guy who kind of failed out of school, does drugs, and listens to rock music and drives the bus. Look, I like him, but half an hour of whoa, yeah. just just yeah. you know, I don't need to see that. So I, I get the idea of you know them. Having like a father figure where they're like, hey, Gunther, like, you know, the, the, the bartender type person where you're like, hey, you know, I'm having trouble with Rachel. Like, how should I get with her? And he's like, oh, don't worry. I've seen this a lot. I've worked in a coffee shop for a long time. I mean, it kind of could, it could have worked. I can't imagine Gunther no. being anything other than Gunther. Maybe if Terry was that plan and then just got rid of him because people like Gunther more, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but Gunther appeared uh, more times than Janice, Carol, Susan, and Phoebe's husband, Mike. And Ross and Monica's parents, Jack and Judy, put together. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so, they're in Central Park all the time. They are, yes. Uh, which is going to tie into some of our future episodes where uh, I quite enjoy them because they're not at Central Park. They, they leave, you know, the familiarity of their building, I guess. True. I mean, well, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, to me, the first like big leaving, leaving Central Park is the London episode. Yes. But I guess that's the first time you get like a proper international trip. Yeah, but there's the one that's coming up shortly, which we're actually going to record 
uh, sort of next, I guess, where they uh, Chandler and Joey lose Ross's baby, and they they kind of go out into New York a bit. They do go into New York, but... so so that that's more entertaining. Um, but Gunther's first line was actually in the thirty third episode, <laughs> and he had one word to say, which was "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and that 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 could have been it for some actors. Like, they do just get that that one line. I wonder how many takes it took. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, no, could you be a little more not caring about your job? Yeah. No, a bit more energy. Yeah. Once more with feeling. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, how many takes did yeah take? Before, like, he he actually said anything, he always had this, like, inkling that Gumpher slipped in the back of Central Perk in the storage room. Like, and we've mentioned this before in a previous episode, like, how actors like to create, like, you know, backstories for their character and, you know, try to, try to live in, in that, that world. Which I always find weird. Oh, I don't. I think if I was going to act, I'd be method all the way. Yeah, I, I, I think it's so much easier for me to just, just to turn it on, do the lines, whatever, turn it off again. I couldn't be be like uh, the, the Joker and like, yes, I'm the Joker now. I'm going to be the Joker 24-7 while we're filming because I have to be in character all the time. I mean, I wouldn't poop in people's handbags, but, you know. <laughs> like, I it, actually, that's a specific reference to Jared Leto. Actually, no, I'm getting my references confused. That's a wrestler called Randy Orton who pooped in someone's handbag. Jared Leto <laughs> sent cast members use condoms. Oh, okay. Because that's something the Joker would do, yeah. apparently. Because there's, there's a very famous one with uh, Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget, who who was he playing as? Andy Kaufman. Yeah, so he was doing like a biography of him, wasn't he? Yeah, it, that whole thing or was biopic. a mess. Yeah, and he, and he basically just pretended to be him the whole time and just be a horrible person. Yeah, and he wouldn't talk to people if they addressed him as Jim. And you'd be like, who's Jim? Where's Jim? There's no Jim here. And it's like, that's not, that's mental. It's not method. Like, the staying in character on set is one thing, but then refusing the entire shoot to be called anything other than your character name is just strange. Yeah. So, I, I, I assume that, you know, going into too much detail about who Gumpher was, like, he's the coffee guy by day, but by night. You know, like, he just turned up, did whatever ever was required, carried on again. In my mind, Gunther was like the centre of a different sitcom where, well, he's at Central Perk, well, the gang are at Central Perk. If you were to have a spin-off show about Gunther, he would leave Central Perk, go to a bar, and he'd be like, cheers, and they'd be like, Gunther, as he walked in, <laughs> and he'd be really popular, and they'd be like, so, we're meeting this Rachel, because he'd mentioned Rachel once, and somehow people at the bar got the wrong end of the stick, and this is why he so desperately pursues Rachel, because his reputation at the bar he goes to is so hinged upon the idea of the meeting Rachel, yeah. that he needs to get a date with Rachel to take her to the bar, so his friendship group... But, but yeah, I, I like that idea. And I guess that ties into like one of, I guess, the, the most iconic scenes he's been in where he has like the, the monologue voiceover where he's just chatting to Rachel. Yeah. And then he just, he just comes out and says, you know, as my lover. <laughs> I mean, it, as far as TV sitcom crushes go, at least Gunther knows Rachel. It's not like he's staring at her across the street for, you know, months and months on end. No. Like they work together. And you can infer from the fact that it's a job she probably spends what six hours at least a shift there yeah i don't know how long rachel she saw but let's assume it's six hours a day for however long at least he knows who rachel is well he does love her he wishes like she was his wife he did well that's fair (laughs) (laughs) i i wonder if he got to know if his opinion might change a bit yeah i do wonder sometimes how much does mean he knows her at work but does he know what would gimper think about her promiscuous past yeah. Um, or, you know, many of the other quirks of Rachel's in a materialistic nature. Well, well yeah, there's, especially like when there's a scene with Joshua 
uh, and he shouts like you idiot for declining Rachel's marriage proposal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I, I get it. Like, you, you, he has got this like little fantasy from the moments he's been with her. Yeah, I mean, I assume we've all been there at some point where you've built up a crush to the point where you know it's it's like, this. They're, they're great, thing, and then you meet them or get to know them better, and you're like, oh, the the weird idealized version that I built up in my head is not even close no. to reality. I mean, maybe sometimes it is, I don't know. But uh, And you know, another favourite of my uh, moments is when uh, Rachel's looking for someone to hug. Yes, I was about to say, <laughs> that is my all-time favourite Gumper moment. <laughs> and he like, just dives towards her. <laughs> you hear like a trace yeah, yeah. in the background. He's <laughs> bowling from behind the bar and drops. Uh, the uh, the other one is when he's uh, he's annoyed and he's out back and he just smashes up the place and then he pops out and just goes I dropped a cup yeah, <laughs> yeah you know I, I I think Gunford didn't have a whole lot of lines and if he was in scenes it was for very small moments but every moment was was quite funny yeah he's just always there he's he's a part of the furniture it's you can't I can't imagine threatens about Gunford and I think if you were to take him out the show would lose. A lot. There'd be a lot missing from the show. Yeah, because he, he's not a main character. He's clearly a background character. But there's these key moments that you need someone like that there for it. Yeah, I think I think plenty of shows have characters that add a whole lot of heart to the, the series without them necessarily being present constantly. I guess Buffy would be some of Joyce. Joyce is in every episode of Buffy. There's loads of episodes she's not in. Yeah. But when that the body episode happens and you know Joyce goes away... You feel it, like it's you know, yeah, yeah. So that is a horrible, such a horrible episode. It is. Um, I'm going to that to me. If you took Gunfra out of an episode for whatever reason that he was in, I feel like you would notice the gap. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you replaced him, or there was just no coffee guy anymore, you know, who do the guys talk to? Yeah, boy, is he there? Like, like you, you need this kind of like sort of outsider person to bounce off of for reasons. Yeah, and I was like, what I always liked is the contrast as well between when you'd see Gunther in the show and then see James Michael Tyler doing interviews and things, where Gunther seemed like a very soft, adorable, kind of weird chap, but you, you kind of liked him because he grew I, on I, you. I feel like he'd be quite a hard person to to like initially, but as you got to know him, you'd probably open up. Yeah, it'd be difficult to get to know, but once you knew him, yeah. you'd like him. And then every time you saw James Michael Tyler in interviews, he seemed so like relaxed and lovable immediately. Like he didn't seem like the kind of person that he would be get to heart. And I thought you'd sit down with James Michael Tyler for a five minute interview, and after the interview, you go to the pub. Yeah, just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like, I'll talk some more. I think this is one of my biggest disappointments because you know we found out he was ill basically when we started, you know, this podcast, mm-hmm. and it was always in my mind that. We would message him at some point in like the next year or so and try to get him to come on. I, f- I feel like he would be kind of approachable in terms of like celebrity status, also his like personality and who he was. And I, f- I feel like we might have got somewhere. Yeah. And so we, we've mentioned that in some episodes. We're like, oh, we, we would like to message him. And sadly, he's passed away, you know, far quicker than anyone knew um, because he, he had. Uh, cancer for for quite a few years he did yeah um he'd done a lot of charity work so, but i guess he wasn't really in the limelight so his publicity wasn't wasn't that big well i think a lot of times because there was several occasions where he over the years reappeared on tv and like spoke about his illness um and i think at one point he almost had it beat and then he came back and just wasn't very pleasant mm. but i know that he did a lot of work with the kind of with different cancer charities and stuff around 
kind of the latter part of his life where he kind of knew it was terminal. Yep. Um, just to try and raise awareness and say, like, this isn't something that affects only old people. It can affect anyone. And so potentially his legacy could be, you know, someone could have watched that interview and because of their relation to Friends and Gunther and who he was in the show, it may make you check or go get a checkup and potentially it could have saved, you know, dozens, hundreds of lives, which is quite a nice legacy for him to have. Well, because he, he had prostate cancer in 2018, or that's when he's diagnosed with it. Yep. Uh, he didn't actually publicly disclose his illness till June 2021 after the reunion. Um, but obviously he'd been doing stuff, yeah. obviously not publicly. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's why he didn't appear at the reunion properly. Because he, he probably would have been potentially in a wheelchair or, you know, you would see you look frail, I guess. Yeah. And he, he said himself, like, he didn't want to go there and people take away from the reunion this, like, happy, joyous moment. Oh, Gumpfer, like, doesn't look well. It's, it's such a kind of a credit to him as a person that there's this monumental celebration of a show he was, in my mind, a big part of. And he's so kind of gentle and kind as a person that his thoughts aren't, I want to be a part of this, let's go. It's, I don't want to negatively impact everyone else's enjoyment. Yes, I'm yeah. going to stay home, which is heartbreakingly sweet, to yes, be honest. It's yeah. just like, like, not going must have, you know, been really distressing for him. But then yeah. the fact that he put in it, his, everyone else first, I guess. Exa- exactly. So, and I think most people are like, they wanted more gum for their, like, why wasn't gum for their? Why was he in this, like, very short video? Yeah. Um, and obviously we find out the reasons why later. And, and as you say, it's, it's very kind of him to put everyone else ahead of himself. Mm-hmm. And I guess thinking about it, I kind of wish he didn't do that. Like, I think it would have been fine if he turned up and said, you know, what he said. But then... Yeah, I, I guess it would be the, the mixed bag between... It's a tough one. I guess if he turns up and it kind of explains the situation, there'd be like a, a bit of a moment where everyone's sad because naturally it's sad news. And I think they could have recovered with... Maybe not James Corden as a host, but they could have... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like James Corden, but I don't think he'd handle this very well. No. Um, but, you know, then gone, okay, well, let's have a look at some of Gunther's greatest hits. And then, you know, they had a big... And you could have built from there yes. as opposed to ending with the sad news, start with the sad news and then build with... Exactly. Let's look at what we remember and how funnily, because then, you know, the audience would have gone crazy. And I think if we'd have all... If everyone reunion-wise had known then that he was going to go so quickly, it would have been, no one cares, come, you deserve to be here. Yes. Uh, but again, it's his personal yeah, choice. Well, yeah, because none of us had any idea, like, you know, we find out that he's ill afterwards, and and I guess in our minds, we're like, oh, he's ill, he's either going to get better or he's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Not be gone. You know, he, he died in October 24, so, you know, just a few short months later. Hmm. Um, it's strange. It's almost like sometimes people have, when they're terminally ill, they have this one goal that they, they kind of want to do, and I guess he was involved some way in the reunion. He would have got to see the reunion. Yeah. And then it's almost like once they finish that goal... They're okay, like they're at peace mentally and they can go. Perhaps, right? Because he, he did say, you know, sometimes after Friends, he got recognised in the street and he said, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. and, and I always like it when actors, and, we've, and again, we've talked about this at length in previous episodes. Uh, some actors, you know, they're like, I don't want to talk about my previous work. It's like, no, like, if your fans like you for that, then be appreciative of that. Wait, like, I'd milk it. If we walked down the street <laughs> and someone went, it's the guys from watching Friends. I'd be like, yes, it is. Put your code in this photo. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, why not? If, if something you're putting time and effort into makes people happy and they enjoy it and they recognise you for it, I don't think it's necessarily egotistical to, not so much enjoy being recognised, but to take a second to no. be like, oh, hi, yeah, thanks for listening, glad you like it. Thanks for watching, glad you like it. Thanks and for o- reading, glad you like it. And obviously we said before, like, obviously you want to talk about what you're doing now, not things you did 20 years ago, but you can still be appreciative and, and go, yeah, you know, yeah, I was in that. Thanks. So, thanks you for enjoying that part of my life, I guess, or 
or what I did then. Like I'm doing something new now, but I'm glad you liked something I did. Yeah, I have a habit, which was, was a conscious choice after seeing a bunch of interviews with mo- mostly old Buffy cast, where when I go to a convention to meet someone, I'd briefly chat about what I liked them in. And I was like, what's next for you then? And then they'd be like, ooh, and they're like, most of the time it's can't talk about the contracts. Yeah. But I just asked to see if they could talk about it or wanted to, because, you know, I... If I'm paying money to get your autograph, I'm probably a bigger fan than just that one thing. Yeah. Or that one thing is such a big thing in my life that I don't care I'm going to pay anyway. Um, but I always make sure I'd ask. Like, I remember meeting Lance Henriksen um, and we were chatting about Aliens and Alien 3 and just talking about the Alien franchise. And then I asked him what was next. And I literally, I had to be like, okay, I'm sorry, I need to go now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so lovely. But he literally, 25 minutes of him just chatting about theatre projects he wanted to get off the ground and a play he was going to write and produce, but it didn't. And I was li- literally, he just sat there for 20 minutes and told me what his like, plan was for his career in the near future. People are always excited about what they're doing now. So that that's fair, right? Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's quite a nice way of doing it. Instead of going like, I love you in that thing you do. You should be like, hey, like, tell me more. Like, I really liked you in that. I want to see... The next thing that that's that's quite nice. I like that. And the big thing was I watched a documentary about Jimi Hendrix, and one of his ex-girlfriends said that the thing you need to realise with especially musicians and artists is that the thing you currently love is the thing they finished a year ago, and now they're moving on to someone else. So when you go to a concert and keep screaming and say, "Play Purple Haze, Play Purple Haze," yeah. the artist is sick of that song right now because they they were excited when they wrote it a year ago, then they recorded it, then they toured it, and now two tours later you're still screaming for something from that album. Yeah. Of course, it's frustrating, and I'm like, oh yeah. Normally I just say it as like, I paid my money, play what I want. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like Homer bucks. Simpson, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Get to the working overtime part. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it did change my perspective somewhat. Well, I think we need to talk about uh, Michael's hair. I mean, it's very striking. It's very blonde. Uh, it was an accident almost. So the night before his first appearance on Friends, a hairstylist friend like asked if they could practice bleaching on his hair. And he agreed for some reason. Like, I don't know why you'd do that. You've, you've already got the job. The last thing you should do is change any of your appearance. I mean, if you're just a background extra at this point, it doesn't really matter what you look like. Maybe. And the producers are going to have to have a really like adverse reaction to you having blonde hair to be like... I mean, we've all worked at jobs where they're like, you've put some colour in your hair, you're not allowed that. Oh, I worked at a place where my shift would get changed uh, <laughs> if regional management were coming down because my long hair was, for some reason, an issue to my boss. So suddenly, after a day's notice, my shift would get changed and I wouldn't be in in the morning anymore. I'd have the day off. And I'd be we, like, we can't have this long, girly hair with, on a man. ridiculous. It got brought up once and I went to the, uh, the office and they're like, oh, we need to talk about grooming guidelines. And I was like, would there be those sexually discriminatory grooming guidelines? And yeah. they went, go, never mind, carry on. <laughs> we just like, cool. Uh, so yeah, so he, he did that, but Thankfully, like the makers friends, they loved it so much uh, that, you know, what should have been like a one-off look ended up becoming part of his character, basically. So he had to end up bleaching his hair every week for 10 years. You know for a fact that that hairstylist dined out on that story yes. for years. Like. I am the stylist of uh, Michael James Tyler, don't you know? Hey, have you seen this new show, Friends? <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the gumper guy. Well, I did his hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you do to it? Just put bleach on. Just ble- I mean, yeah. you know. like it's, it, it made for an iconic look, right? Like, if he just had his normal brown hair, he would be fine. But, like, that that bleach blonde look really stood out. Yeah, you could potentially argue that Gunther wouldn't be Gunther without that hair because would he, were they bothered investing time in the character? Yeah, potentially. Mark and I create this podcast in our own time, and we'd love to bring you more content. To do that, we need your support. Join the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Our £5 tier, also available in dollars, will get you the ad-free version of the show, 
access to the exclusive content, such as our episode all about James Michael Tyler, our top 10 rankings of everything from the best episodes to our favorite guest stars, and our exploration of all the weird and wonderful Friends merch, Friends Fest, and much more. And beginning at the end of January, Mark and I will delve into the fantastic spin-off series, Joey, only available to patrons, help shape the future of our content with access to our Patreon polls. We're there for you. Be there for us and the rest of the Watching Friends community at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Watching Friends is part of the HyperX podcast network. HyperX are our sponsor and the maker of the acclaimed Quadcast and Quadcast S microphones. Quadcast USB mics look and sound amazing and they're packed with features. With four selectable polar patterns, you'll get great sound no matter what you're recording. The included shock mount and pop filter mean you won't have to shell out extra cash for a great setup. Then there's the eye-catching LED indicator and tap-to-mute sensor, so you can tap in and tap out to stop broadcasting accidents. It's time for you to tap in with the HyperX Quadcast and Quadcast S. <laughs> and we're back, folks, with another episode of Nasty Labs. Nasty Labs. It's a show hosted by me, Kinsey Burke, and my dumbass friend, Mark. Nasty Labs. This twice-monthly show about game development, Japan life, being nice to people, and hey, maybe a few other things. Nasty Labs is a product of Chuhai Labs Brand Incorporated, and now available for three easy payments of $4.2069, only on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey Lassie, what are you doing here? Timmy's in a well. Sequelcast 2 and Friends is a podcast looking at movies in a franchise, one film at a time, like Harry Potter, Hellraiser, and The Hobbit. And sometimes the hosts talk about video games and TV as well. And now it's part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Oh, Lassie, we don't need to rescue Timmy. He likes the well well enough, I guess. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Lassie, I told you to lay off the spoilers. Do, do, you, do you think, you know, a few people did, did the Rachel look? Do you think anyone did the Gumfer look? I mean, well, it was the, the 90s, so yeah. Like, what's that, what's that awful band called? I think that butterfly's on Crazy Town. Okay. They had, like, the spiky hair with, like, the frosted tips and the eyebrow piercing and that kind of cliche 90s look. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would I reckon there's plenty of actors <laughs> out there. Uh, so, he didn't actually do much acting, so he um, had, a, had a few few short roles, basically. So, he did in 92, The Roommate which was his first credited role in a short film. Uh, Motel Blues, 97. The Disturbance uh, uh, at Dinner in 97 again. Uh, Foreign Correspondence in 99. Jason's Big Problem in uh, 2010. Um, and he's also in two short films in 2020, Processing and The Gesture of the Word. So he didn't really appear in a, in a whole lot. And normally when you're in a sitcom like Friends, which is popular, like that, that is your job. You you rarely go off and do other things while you're doing that because you don't have time well, to do that. I guess, yeah. I mean, I suppose they just give him a call and be like, look, we need you for four episodes this season or eight episodes this season. You probably had plenty of time to do other stuff. And I imagine there's work there that isn't credited, like theatre oh, work definitely. and that kind of stuff. Well, there, there, there is definitely one that's not credited, which is uh, he did appear in the sitcom episodes, which we talked about there. at the start um, of, of this. So he appeared in uh, Series 2, Episode 6, playing himself... Um, playing a, an ice hockey coach because Matt LeBlanc is trying to unsuccessfully get the main uh, stars of Friends to appear in a promotional video. 
and all he can get is Gumpfer to turn up, and that's the joke. So it's very funny. Um, So you can definitely see him in that. We'll talk about that at some point. I guess again, that points back to his character as a person, where you know he's more than willing to poke fun at himself and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just that guy from Friends." Like that's all you can get. Like he's very much having fun with himself. Well, the, the the previous things I mentioned were films. Uh, he did appear in uh, a, a few TV shows, like in, in random episodes. So he appeared in like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. A great show. Uh, Iron Chef America, Wait, Battle of the Masters. The, the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Mr. John Hart, or the Netflix uh, one? It's 2001. That'd be the original. So yeah, the, the good one, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. They're both good, aren't they? I've only watched a bit of the new one, and they just... The, the aunts say Satan or the Dark One too often, and it just sounds comical. But oh, okay. I need to get back into it. Uh, he also appeared in Scrubs. Uh, nobody's watching keeping up with the downs modern music and uh, friends reunion again he's also in a music video come tomorrow in 2007 I just need to now find the episode of Scrubs that he's in Uh, the episode that he was in for Scrubs um, is episode My Faith in Humanity where he was a therapist I don't remember this right I'm watching that later (laughs) (laughs) I'm just actually come for in Scrubs what a great combination uh, they. He also worked in uh, in a. He did a spoken word performance. Uh, he worked with a couple of people, and uh, they created a short film uh, for it called "If You Knew." Oh. So that's some, and that came out in July 2021. Okay, so yeah, so, worked so, before. So yeah, so uh, yeah, something for to look up, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I really when he did his little video for the reunion, and I saw some interviews post that where he was discussing his illness and how he's got through it he really like he basically like him and his wife just were like amazingly in love which was really sweet well if you look at look at his instagram i don't know if it's still up but uh, you know a few months ago i looked at it uh and it was just like photos of him and his wife just like you know going places going on adventures having fun like the the pictures were really nice just yeah. just someone having a great time just making the most out of i suppose yeah. that's the the one i guess the one blessing of knowing it's it's coming is you can make time for all the stuff you've always said you'll make time for. Potentially, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, so I guess we should look at some, like, you know, other top times that we, we enjoyed with Gunther. I mean, I have a question. Okay. Gunther what? Like, I was, I was about to ask you this as a, as a joke question. What is Gunther's surname? We, we never find out. This is, this is where you're meant to go Central Perk? <laughs> Gunther Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean... It's one of those things where I don't know what it is, and we'll never know what it is, but if they ever told us what it was, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, no, you know, Gunther Smith. Yeah, he's up there with Prince now. We've got, like, Prince, Gunther, like, Beyonce. I, I wonder if it's, a, if it's a Dutch surname. I don't know. Who knows? Gunther van Dyke. No. Doesn't work. It needs to be something, like, really flamboyant. He had, like, like 17 names. Like Gunther <laughs> yeah. LaGuardia Hortensio. Oh wait, yeah, it needs to be like not not a prince, but kind of that kind of royalty yeah. sort of surname, right? That's where he goes by Gunther because like his actual full name is ridiculous. <laughs> it is, which is quite funny, is because we don't know his name on Friends fandom. Uh, he's actually listed his aliases as Gunther Central Perk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that just works, right? Yeah, but that's what I guess that's what we'll call him. Um, one thing I always like his. How he's always around, but we see him outside of Central Park at times. He gets invited to parties. And I'm always like, is that weird? Is that just because Rachel's mentioned the party at work, so Gunther ends up going? But then they do live upstairs, so... Well, yeah, because Gunther doesn't even know the friends that well. Like, you know, one of uh, one of them comes up to him, 
And he goes, I, oh, I, I thought you were Chandler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, well, yeah. well one really, of you's over there. It's like, you're all Rachel adjacent. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all he really knows. Pretty much. Rachel adjacent. Uh, did you know for the first four seasons of Friends, he kept his day job? No. Oh, he did. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much uh, an actor like him gets paid, but I'm, I'm assuming not a lot if he kept his day job. Yeah. I mean, maybe it might just have been a stability thing. Like, even if he's getting his, you know, his, his average wage from his day job and then gets a look, he maybe saw his acting roles from friends as a nice little bonus of like, oh, you know, that pays the mortgage this month. Oh, definitely. And, and also, I guess for as not a main role, you never know how long you're going to last. And even if you have like a, a main role, it might only be for a handful of episodes. Because I, I know in the Big Bang Theory, there was, uh, there's Stuart, the comic book guy. Mm. A few series in, they was like, he's going to become part of the main cast. And for like a few episodes, he's like with the cast a lot. And then it kind of fades away again. Yeah. And there's other actors where they're like, this is going to be like the new girlfriend. And three episodes, they're gone again. I hate Stuart. <laughs> Having worked in a comic book store, I can attest to you that no one that worked in the comic book store was anything like Stuart. Not myself, none of my colleagues at the time. None. No. They're, they're, they're normally <laughs> much more up themselves on their, their gatekeeping nerd knowledge or just normal people. They're either chatty and open and want to get you into the nerdy stuff that we're into because more people being into it means, you know, it's more popular and then we get more of it. Or they're the guy from The Simpsons. They can't be yeah, the guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One or the other. Uh, one of my favourite lines of Gunfer is uh, where he has to tell the guy to uh, put the mouse back in the house. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> place. Uh, because you know Phoebe's dating Robert, Keep who, 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 who loves his loose shorts, absolutely gross. <laughs> I love that episode. It's so funny. Uh, what about when he buys Rachel's cat off her? Oh, he does, doesn't he? He does. A horrible furless thing. So, so what is this? Some kind of snake or something? <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a bit annoying that episode because that cat is is kind of lovely. And they put all these horrible sound effects of it being like scratchy and and nasty, and you can tell it's just they're timid. Um, but, but yeah, she's like, "Oh, I even made some money." I mean, it's it's not the nicest looking cat. Oh no, I'd, I'd never want to own one. No. I can imagine stroking. Uh, it just it'd be like stroking ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't really thought of it like that, but yeah, I guess it's just you know most pets are furry and cuddly, and then that thing's gonna give me skin and bone. Yeah. Like cats aren't the most cuddly things in the world, anyway. They are. Oh, they are. Shush, cats shush. are awful. Dogs uh, all the way. What about when he says, "I love you"? Now I don't know if that changes your plans at all. Uh, when he's talking to Rachel, and he expresses his love to her in, in season ten, episode seventeen, so basically near the finale. Um, I mean, she did get off the plane. I mean, he, he you know he finally gets to to speak the truth, which is nice, I guess. Like it's you know. There's a lot of these kind of like tensions that go on in sitcoms and they get unresolved. And I guess it's nice that he's kind of like love story with Rachel. He, he does have like a point where he just go, yeah, I've just told her. I guess it gets, gets to put it to bed in one sense, I suppose. Why it took him a decade. I don't know. No. I mean, it, it's different if Rachel had never been single during the course of the show and he'd never had a respectable opportunity to tell her. But come on, Gunther. You know, you can't tell her what you work with her because that's problematic. Yeah, but once she stops being a waitress, you'd be like, "You're Rachel. Now you've left. Let's get a drink. <laughs> did, you, did you want to get some coffee? Want to get some coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of funny because he 
he's kind of similar to Chandra in a lot of ways. Like he's he's kind of shy. But I I do like this story that you've you've come up with of saying, you know, what about if he has a bar he goes to and chats to friends and he's like really confident yeah. and a totally different person. They really want to meet Rachel who he's yeah. told them about. He's in, you know, confessed his feelings for Rachel at a bar and they're all desperate to meet this Rachel, but they never get to. Because I, I, I would like to have known more about Gunther as a character. But at the same time, I think that's what works for him. Yeah, I mean, again, you can daydream about his life all day, to be fair, and it's quite fun to do so. But I think him just being there in the background, popping up occasionally with like sassy remarks... Was, was good yeah it, it kept it was a joke that didn't get old basically yeah because if he did go on a date with rachel i think it would have said too much about his character and that could have been disappointing what he should have done was got chatting to phoebes through jasmine who works with phoebes because jasmine used to live with gunter yeah the, yeah see there is there is some hidden depth there isn't there when you you look into it i guess but like phoebes i really want to go on a date with rachel can you set up a blind date because yeah. Rachel's been on blind dates before, like with what's the actor's name who I loved, whose name I've forgotten. The guy gets high. Oh, uh, love it. Yeah. Um, you know, she went on that blind date. So Rachel's open to blind dates. Gunther should have got in there with Phoebe and gone, yeah. Phoebe, hook me up. And if Phoebe would have done that, she's Phoebe. She'd have easily, they're both blonde. Uh, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been so awkward, though. Like, I don't think Rachel would have given him a chance. Yeah, but I'd love to have seen it, even if it was awkward. I, I, uh, I don't know, I think it might have spoiled Gum for a little bit because you would have seen too far behind the scenes. Because when you think about his, his little friendships that you've mentioned there, you can imagine things like, oh, like Gumfer actually has friends. Like he, he lived with other people. Like, you know, he has a social life. But then when you get into the whole, oh, you know, he actually acts weird. Like you have like an extended moment of weirdness. When oh, it's just okay. him going, I love you, Rachel. That's fine, because it, it's, it's there and gone. But if you had, like, a, a scene of this, like, oh, no, now I know too much of his character. No, I'd be fine with it, because then when he does tell Rachel that he loves her and he doesn't change Rachel's plans, then he can go back to the bar with decided to frequent and just drink <laughs> drown his sorrows. All right, well, may, maybe some uh, gump for fan fiction and then is needed from you. Going, he's already there. And then while he's sad and drinking, he meets someone else at the bar, and then they fall in love. And that's when you get the Gunther and Rosemary show. And then there you go. I don't know who Rosemary is. I picked a name. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're gonna leave this episode there. Uh, we would love to hear your stories about your thoughts of Gunther and your favourite moments and, and scenes. Yeah, it's definitely a bigger legacy for the show than I think you immediately give it credit for when you first think of Gunther. When you actually examine it, he's a much bigger part of that world. Well, eh, yeah, anyone who watches Friends, or even just casually, knows who Gunther is. Yep. Whereas there's, there's lots of shows like, let's say, Frasier, where they have recurring characters and people don't know who they are. No. Because they're not as big. Like, Gunther, you know, he was the seventh friend. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, definitely let us know your, your thoughts and comments. Uh, we would love to hear them. Um, such a shame he's gone it's a shame he he doesn't really have sort of more work out there but definitely watch episodes which we'll be doing at some point and you can join us on that little journey i don't think there's anything more to say really. yeah i mean we've listed some of the things he was in so you know maybe a nice tribute to, to gunther and yeah. james bocatile in general would be to check some of it out yeah definitely see more of him than just gunther yep um and don't forget to look at the prostate cancer charities that he helped to support as well yep Something that all men should probably look at in a bit more detail. That sounds awful. But yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, go go get a checkup. Like if if the tragedy of you know his passing 
potentially save someone's life. That's a, that's a pretty stellar legacy to have. Exactly. Well, that's it for our Patreon exclusive episode. We'll be back again uh, next month. Uh, the plan is to do at least one episode a month, maybe more, depending on how many patrons we get and what you demand. Uh, we're going to put up some uh, extra content on the Patreon itself where you can vote for things. So we might have some episodes where you guys can vote. Um, yeah, there's going to be some cool stuff there. Yeah. But, you know, you're already part of the Patreon. You, you, you know what it's about. You're here now. You've got more cool stuff to come. Exactly. So thank you very much, and we will catch you next time. Cheerio.